Hey, this is Heidi Dawson. If you love all things health and wellness and style of any kind, hang out here with me each week. I'm obsessed with never-ending improvement, and it's all in an effort to help each one of us live a wildly successful lifestyle. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Hi guys, welcome to episode 367 of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast. You guys are awesome for always showing up, not for me, but for yourself. Now, I like it that you're here, so thank you for that too. And remember to share and subscribe and leave a five-star review if you're loving the episodes. If you are, odds are that your friends will too. And that's the highest compliment I can get is you sharing an episode with someone that you love. So thank you so much for that. All right, so I read a post the other day, and it said this. It said, let's clear this up. The glass is half empty if it started full, and it's half full if it started empty. I'm going to give that a minute to set in, (laughs) maybe a second. But I love that so much. I hadn't heard it put that way before. Now, I'm sure it's been floating around, but really think about it, because it had me thinking. It's a perfect example of an exact same scenario with two different perspectives on it. With one being the glass half empty means something has been taken away. Something's missing. There's a decline. The other being that the glass is half full means something's been added. There's progress. There's hope. There's improvement. Now, I've been a glass half full girl for, I think, most of my life. And that doesn't mean I haven't gone through bad times. I most certainly have. I just always know they're going to get better. And I don't tend to dwell on the bad stuff. I also know that I create my own happiness or unhappiness by the way I look at things. And that the way I look at things is a choice. I don't have to just accept someone else's opinions or ideas. I have my own. Now growing up, we sort of have to adapt to the hand that we're dealt. As fully functioning adults, we don't have to do that anymore. Now, and if you do, there's only one person you have to blame. (laughs) That's you. So children adapt to the conditions that they're given. They've got no choice. Adapting there can be very positive. Um, As a child, you adapt because you have no choice. So if you have parents that are alcoholics or drug addicts, you adapt the best way you can because that's all you've got. You don't have a choice. Adapting is a good thing there. Learning to adapt is a good thing. I read a study that showed that people who are able to adapt do better. But that same study, it's called the Ma Bell study, it showed that people who truly adapted when tragedy hits do one thing in particular. They don't dwell on why it happened or what they had done to deserve it. They instead focused on what they could do now to make things better. You see, they didn't ask why bad things happen to good people. They ask, what can good people do when bad things happen? Now, ones that didn't really adapt, what they did differently is they asked, why me? They raged at everything that happened, and instead of turning to find out what could make things better, they turned to drugs or alcohol. They got divorced. They had heart attacks from the stress of it all. They weren't focused on what can make it better. They were focused on, woe is me. They were focused on, I wish things could go back to normal. I wish this never happened. I can't handle all this stress. So they just turned to numbing themselves. And in turn, of course, you can imagine it didn't get better for them. You see, fully functioning adults have the opportunity to create a specific condition. We're not children anymore. 
We don't have to adapt to every just every random condition. We can embrace a current condition. We can even change an unwanted condition if it needs to be changed. We don't have to accept the direness anymore. We have more power than that. Now, a lot of adults never grow out of the phase where life is just sort of happening and they're just reacting as they go along. When things go wrong, they rage at the problem and say, why me? They talk about the good old days and wish they could have it go back to a version of what was. They're living life as if they're on a raft in the middle of the ocean that's at the whim of the waves. It's in peril if there's a storm and if one really bad thing goes wrong, the whole thing's going down. But we don't have to live like that. I can remember as a kid, we would clean houses for extra money. I told myself that when I was older, I wasn't cleaning houses anymore, including my own. I would have someone else do that because I did not like the way it made me feel. And look, there's no shame in cleaning houses or doing whatever you can to support you and your family. But if you have ambitions higher than that, then you can and you should be changing it. And raging at the state of your life and crying over wishing it were back to the way it was is not going to get you there. We've had our house cleaner now for 15 years. We view her as family. She does really well, and she's got several girls that work for her, and she does a lot of, lot of houses. I love seeing it. She's a true entrepreneur, though. She recently saved money and bought a food truck so that she and her friend can make money doing something that they really, that really brought them joy. And it's just opening up, and I can't wait to see how it does. I know it's going to be great. But see, she isn't just reacting. She's creating. She sees the glass is half full. She knows the future is better if she grows and takes risks and keeps creating. Now, it would be super easy for her just to coast on, just keep cleaning, but that isn't what brings her joy. Now, she didn't cry because she didn't said and tell herself she doesn't have opportunities. She didn't cry because the language barrier is tough. She proudly and happily has been working for the last 15 years doing something she didn't necessarily love doing, but knowing that cleaning houses allows her the money to do things moving forward that can make her life better, can make it the way she wants. She's grateful for that at the same time, hopeful for bigger and better things. Now, I hope she keeps her cleaning business as well, but that's kind of selfish of me. We were laughing about that when I told her that, but she told me when we were talking about it, she said, you know, her inspiration for why she wanted to start her own food truck was that she spends a lot of time at a pub where there's community and social interaction around food and it brings her joy. She said, I didn't see anywhere where Honduras food was part of that. And so I'm going to make that happen. I love that about her. She's not simply raging that no one's created a Honduran food restaurant. She's not waiting for the perfect time to do it or wishing someone else would do it. She's doing it for herself and to better her own life, to bring joy into her own life. It begs the question, though, are you creating or are you simply reacting to life as it unfolds? Are you maybe longing for past times, wishing you were back to some version of normal? Or are you looking to how to make things even better than they were before? We recently bought the house next to us and we've put it on the market to rent it out. It's a big change for us. It's a risk that we are not used to having. I found myself talking, kind of complaining, I think, to one of my friends recently and saying, I almost wish things could just go back to the way they were before we bought this house because it has added unnecessary stress to our lives. Now, I was doing the exact same thing that the people in the Ma Bell study showed caused people to make things worse. Instead of focusing on what I could do to make it better, I was focusing on wishing it were back to um, the way it was and focusing on the stress of it all. Now, 
as you know, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, I have really been focused on catching those negative thoughts pretty quickly. And I noticed that one as it was coming out of my mouth. And I thank my beautiful friend Donna for pressing me a little to get it out of me, which really allowed me to get to work on changing it. So I heard it coming out and I knew, I was like, okay, that is not, not going to make things better. So I asked, what can I do right now to make it better? So I went, I got to work. I made a beautiful flyer. I put a sign out. I got busy doing the things I knew I could do. I controlled in order to make it better. And I immediately started feeling better. And I noticed people stopping and looking at the sign. We're putting flyers out there so they can pick them out. It's sometimes though, you see those subtle thoughts that we have that send us into a spiral. We may not even realize we have them until we speak them out loud. So if you're feeling stuck or feeling down, talk to a coach or a trusted friend. Now, they may not have the answer for you, but you do. You have it inside. And sometimes talking it through can bring out the answer or at the very least, like me, showing where your head's at. (laughs) Right now, if you watch the news for even two minutes, it's easy to see the glass is half empty. It's easy to just feel negative and be worried about the future and say, you know what, I'm going to hunker down, I'm staying in, I'm shutting the blinds, I'm going to eat ice cream and watch movies. Because we don't want to put ourselves out there. It's easy to react to every new crisis and pull back rather than adapt and step forward. It's easier to drink the crisis away or avoid it altogether by drowning in social media or Netflix. But are those things going to make it better or are they going to make it worse? That's the question we each have to ask ourselves. Are you in a lifeboat right now flailing with every crisis, just praying there's not a big one that takes you down or hoping for someone else to come and save you? Or are you figuring out the best path forward for you and your family? Are you figuring out how to create a sale from something so that you have direction? Are you figuring out a way to create a sea anchor so that your boat has stability? Once you have stability and direction, you're in business. Even if things look dire, if you have stability and you have direction, you're in business. We live in a society that thinks government's the answer or that someone else is the answer, when in reality, no one is coming to save you. No one is coming to make your life better. You've got that all on your own. And I know that doesn't seem positive, but it's actually the most positive thing I can tell you because it's the truth. Believing the alternative leaves all the power to someone else, but not us, you and me, and all the listeners of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast. We want our power in our hands. We create our own stability and our own direction. What can you do right now to give your life much needed direction and much needed stability? My challenge to you this week is to do two things, one that gives you direction and one that gives you stability. It could be as easy as making a list of the things you're doing that makes things better in your life. And if that's hard to come up with, that gives you some work, something to work towards. It could be as easy as making a list of the things in your life that are already good and stable so that you don't forget. Eric and I did this just this morning. We realized our relationship is better than ever. Our health is better than ever. And our finances are very solid. It reminds us of our good, stable base. That's our sea anchor. What does that look like for you? That's my challenge for the week is to find it. Share this with three people who are up for that challenge. I love you guys. I'll talk to you in a few days. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together. And I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.